With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome in to another edition of the Steelers Fix podcast. It's a little bit different today. Got a special guest with me. But I just wanted to say thank you for joining and tuning into this podcast, as always, a part of the Steel Curtain Network and the Fans First Sports Network. Here on The Fix, we like to talk about all things Steelers, but typically with a focus on roster building and player development. Today, we're going to kind of take a look at something a little different. We're going to look at why the Pittsburgh Steelers are winning football games and if it's sustainable for the Steelers to keep stealing, quote unquote, football games in 2023. And to discuss that with me today, it's not Andrew Wilbar as is typical. He's having a busy weekend at college, couldn't get away for this podcast. I've got my buddy Shannon White. Shannon, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, Jeremy. It's I was honored when you asked me to be on and fill in for Brother Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, working hard. Uh, or hardly working. I, I can't ever tell which, but he's always busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, tra- traveling back to college, I think from home this weekend, and he just couldn't make it work. But hey, we've got a great group of, of people here at Steel Curtain Network, and Shannon, gracious enough to hop in on short notice here and and take over. Shannon, this is a fun topic. We were talking about it beforehand here. And for for all the heart attacks and for all of the uh, the angst that we are being caused this year for all of the um, even the the 
ugliness of this season, you, you can't say it's not been an intriguing, crazy season for the Pittsburgh Steelers so far through seven weeks. How say you? Yeah, it's uh, – <clears throat> I, I tell you, in the Matt Canada era, uh, words that come to mind immediately are sad, uh, boring, <laughs> frustrating, yeah. uh, and bad for your health. When you're middle-aged like I am, you're a youngin'. But when you're my age, you you don't want them heart attack games every week, and that's the only way the Steelers can win. It's always these late comeback, one-score games. So, yeah, I, I've been wanting some more entertainment. It is entertainment, after all. And I'd yeah. like to have a more entertaining, complete uh, offense and defense. You know, have the whole package, yeah. at least occasionally, and make it a little bit easier on us older guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you you old fogies, you need uh you need more relaxing Sunday afternoons than uh, exactly, exactly. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh I, I think you know when we're talking about Pittsburgh this year, um a lot of fans have their ire up at, at a bunch of different directions, but it all seems to kind of be uh centralizing on Matt Canada. I don't know how much you were on social media the last couple of days, but Canada seemed to have gotten a little bit of a break after this win. And we'll see how sustainable that is. Um, but let's just kind of talk about this topic here. Uh, I, the, the title of the show can, is, Can Pittsburgh Keep Stealing, quote-unquote, because we're the Steelers, mm -hmm. Stealing Wins in 2023? And what I mean by that is, can they keep stealing, stealering their way to victories in 2023? So, wanted to talk in the first half, we'll kind of just break this down generally, and then in the second half, we'll see our thoughts on whether this is a type of, of process and game plan, if you will, for Pittsburgh that can be sustainable this year. So I wanted to just kind of get your thoughts right off the top, your general thoughts on what does stealing their way to victory, stealing a win here, mean to you, Shannon? What does that mean in, in general for you? What is the type of game the Steelers play when they win? Well, I've heard that term used before uh, through the years. And to me, it's always winning games that you had every right to lose. Yeah. And that's been the case. Uh, at least three of the four victories, the Steelers were gifted. Mm. Uh, if the Ravens wide receivers could have caught a cold, uh, yeah. they win that game. Uh, if the Browns wouldn't have made bonehead play after bonehead play, uh, their starting quarterback getting two face mask penalties in one game, and I've never seen <laughs> yeah. that. Um, and without the super, superhuman efforts of Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt in all these games, and even Sunday, the Rams kicker misses two field goals and an extra point, and they yeah. lose by seven. Um, yeah. it's the Steelers are a top heavy team in so many ways, their defense is ahead of their offense. And they're also the highest-paid defense. And the last time I looked, they're one of the lowest-paid offenses. So they're top-heavy that way. Mm -hmm. uh, Experience-wise, they're much older on defense than they're on offense. It, it's very unequal. And I think it's leading to a lot of the problems we're seeing. I'm actually – I kind of said it earlier today on our Hangover podcast, is that I'm tired of talking about Canada. Everybody knows how I feel about that situation. Nothing's going to change, so I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, 
I do not think that it's all him, but I do believe that that's where the problems with any offense has to start and stop. The head coach is over the, the whole team, and that's his responsibility. Well, as an offensive coordinator, you're responsible for the offense. Um, it's either the Steelers have a subpar offensive unit because it's new faces in new places over multiple seasons. But I said it in the prediction towards the, you know, for the last game, mm-hmm. I'm afraid we're going to see more of the same. And if yeah. you change nothing, nothing changes. And we come out and for three quarters, it looked basically the same. Then they found a groove. They found something that worked, a rhythm. And this happens periodically. It just doesn't happen consistently. So to me, that's what stealing a game is, is that you only show up, one unit shows up part of the game, another unit carries the, the team, and you end up having some lucky breaks or the other team execution errors, and you are gifted the victory. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. T- to me, the stealer way of stealing a game to me is you you make your opponent play down to your uh, to your inabilities at, at times throughout the beginning of the game. And so you muddy it up enough, you, you, you get those waters murky enough in gameplay that mistakes happen, you hang around for three quarters, and then you you rely on splash from your defense and an offense who needs basically um, 45 minutes of game play to figure things out. (laughs) So, um, and so far it's turned into four victories out of six. And I look at the schedule ahead, Shannon, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here um, for the second part of the show, but I see the schedule ahead and I, I, I don't see the Steelers team being out of the mix at any point really throughout the regular season here, just because of the teams that they play and Mike Tomlin and, and this group for all the hate you can rightfully throw their way at times. For some reason, they just know how to, when, when they're the underdog, when they are um, behind the chains, if you will, when they are behind the eight ball, they figure it out and they make teams play down to their, um, their issues three quarters and then they jump all over you with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Kenny Pickett who for some reason is is like Joe Montana in the fourth quarter and Blake Bortles in in the first three I mean what what are we looking at here with this quarterback it's crazy but uh, let's talk about though the the players that kind of influence this and and we all know Matt Canada's offense and and what it is Um, we, we all know you know the basic Mike Tomlin way is that, you know, we're not going to blow anybody out. We're, we're going to play these tight one score games. We're going to be physical, but who are the players that really uh, spark this stealer way of winning right now? I, I think of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith off the edge, like you talk about where they're just biding their time and the Steelers give up some yards. Yes, but they're splashy and they make plays and they make them in critical moments to set up their offense for success. So I look at TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, uh, Alex Highsmith, excuse me, as the catalyst for the defensive side of the ball. And then when those plays strike, when those those big plays happen, that's when the Steelers' offense is like, oh, 
okay, let's wake up and take advantage of this. And then you get a clutch Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter. You get a Jalen Warren who gets better as the game goes on and starts to make explosive mm-hmm. plays. And then you get George Pickens for, for all of his um, immaturity. The dude just knows how to make football plays when it counts. And you're seeing kind of a clutch factor to this offense in fourth quarters, even though they, they might not know anything the whole game long. So that kind of me is the core group of players here that just um, end up taking over the game at the end if they're lucky enough to hang around for the first half of the game. Um, does anybody else stand out to you, Shannon, in, in that makes this kind of work so far that we've we've seen as far as players go? No, I think that's most of the culprits. Uh, because the way they're being forced to use Mika, he's not being able to get in on all the fun of these splash plays. It's been pretty much the, uh, as you said, White and Highsmith producing. Um, <clears throat> but Kenny Pickett, I wanted to mention – you know, it's funny. A lot of guys who are trying to reach franchise level level consideration, mm-hmm. um, Pickett goes about it in reverse. Uh, you take Kirk Cousins, who's playing tonight, um, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, all these guys. They put up. They can put up huge numbers. Yeah. Except in the winning times, in the big moments. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett has never put up big numbers, but he's super clutch and he wins. Six of his eight victories have been come from behind late game winning uh, performances. That's incredible. So we, the hardest thing to find is a quarterback with clutch abilities. Pickett's proven that he has that. Right. The problem is what happens in the first half, especially. Mm-hmm. Because the Steelers, going back to Ben, have been terrible in the first half under Matt Canada. They are notorious yeah. slow starters. They are really – they've been behind at half I don't know how many times. And so a lot of their victories are second-half comebacks because they don't even bother to show up in the first half. So yeah. Pickett is kind of doing everything in reverse. But I think that you see attributes that you look for that a lot of guys never have. And yeah. the guys I mentioned have never showed them. So right. um, if we can figure out a way to whatever has to happen, I don't know, but get him to play a complete game and feel as comfortable. One thing I've noticed, uh, Jeremy, and I'm sure you have, when they get behind, the offense opens up. Sometimes yeah. tempo changes. The play calls a little more aggressive. And they have success, and they tie the game. Uh, and then they kind of go conservative again. Run on first down, run on second down, and then try to throw on third down. And mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? And it's always yeah. like if, – if and then if they get the lead late in the game, you know what's coming. First right. down run, second down run, something conservative is short to keep the clock running. I mean, it's so predictable. Yeah. And so that's why we continue to have these – you know, heart attack games. So right. I, I'm. there needs to be some variation there and there needs to be some more creativity um, and to help all the players get on the same page earlier. Right. And I, I think you've seen it 
literally in every game this year, Shannon, it's you live by the sword, you die by the sword for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Every single game has been slow start. Yep. And then the difference is, do they figure it out in the second half? And in their two losses, they never were able to, to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And so the San Francisco 49ers and the Houston Texans each put up 30 plus points and the Steelers only put up six or seven. No. But in the wins, the Steelers figured out in the second half and they make just enough plays on offense to supplement some splashy plays on defense to get it done. And so um, and that is just what you see from this Steelers team. This is exactly the style of play. And you're sometimes it's going to equal crazy wacky wins. And so far that has been the case in four out of six. Sometimes though, it's going to, it's going to turn into uh, really bad looking losses. And that's what's happened in two games. But I wanted, before we go to the break, to get back to your, your points about Kenny Pickett, everything you said about Kenny Pickett is why anybody calling for a replacement of Kenny Pickett after this season it is wrong. And I'll, I just would go out and say that because there are so many quarterbacks, like you said, who can put up the stats all day long, but when it comes down to the fourth quarter, they just don't have it. I, I mean, I think of the, the best, best example right now to me is all world quarterback, supposedly Justin Herbert, who can yeah. make every throw, yeah. who looks absolutely brilliant at times, but his team cannot win in the fourth quarter. They just can't do it. They, they don't do it against good teams. If they let a team hang around that's worse than them, they can't do it against bad teams. You're right. Kick it, pick it, excuse me. It's the mm-hmm. total reverse of that. And that's why you cannot give up on him until you see him with an offensive coordinator that can put together a professional game plan for 60 minutes. And I'm sorry, Matt Canada, for you know, for all the hate you're getting. I'm not I've not been a huge pusher of of the fire Matt Canada. I think that you you support your team even when the chips are down. But I, you know, obviously I, I don't think that he needs to be the offensive coordinator for this team moving forward, but still I'm all that to say this, give Kenny Pickett a chance to prove that he can be the stats quarterback for three quarters because he already has the clutch factor. It's already there. And that is the one thing that is hardest to get in a quarterback. Absolutely hundred yes. percent hardest yes. thing to get. So um, Shannon, any final thoughts before we get to the break on this topic? Well, not only with an uh, efficient, quality offensive coordinator, but with the offense surrounding him, because mm-hmm. the offensive line has had a, to be totally revamped uh, basically three years in a row. And that's, you know, that causes issues. I believe this offensive line has more talent than in years past. Uh, but again, there's going to be growing pains. There's the, uh, should it be Broderick Jones, who I do think should be the starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan Moore is, should have serious consideration to replace Chooksakor for it. Uh, because I believe Moore is a better run blocker and he's stronger, uh, and he's more aggressive. I think he would be a better right tackle. Uh, yeah. but that was something I wish they would have looked at in training camp, but uh, regardless, I, I, yeah, before you 
you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've got to make sure that picket is definitely not the answer, uh, which I always thought it would be more a health issue. Yeah. Uh, then it would be a ability issue because uh, we've seen the clutch factor last year and it's only carried over to this year. So I would like to see him have a more, a more legit shot at showing what he can do. Absolutely. All right. Steeler fans, don't go anywhere. We are going to keep talking about this in the second half of the show. We're going to break down. Is this sustainable this year? What's the ceiling for this team? And then, you know, if for some reason we get lucky and this team starts putting together complete games, when would that happen? And is it this year? So we'll get into that here in the second half of the show. So don't go anywhere. The Steelers fix. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Steelers Fix podcast here on the Steel Curtain Network. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Shannon White breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers season so far and what to look forward to for this team in 2023. We've talked about in depth now what we consider stealing or stealing your way to a win is in 2023 for, for Pittsburgh. Now, um, I, let me just throw out the, the big question um, Shannon, is this sustainable for a playoff push and a good record in 2023? 
well, truthfully, there's always a team like that. Last year was the Minnesota Vikings. I think they set the record for the most one-score victories or something last yeah, year. 11-0 in yeah. one-score games. There's always some team that does that. and Now, it's not sustainable as far as winning a Super Bowl, but you can make the playoffs. But then when you – and it happened to the Vikings a couple of times last year when they played a better team, they got shellacked because they were mm-hmm. top-heavy, but it was the other way around. Their offense was really powerful, but their yeah. defense was terrible. And so I would like to see, again, I went into this year, Jeremy, wanting to see growth as a roster, as a franchise. Because, again, your your 18-year franchise quarterback is retired, and you're moving on. And if Kenny Pickett is the answer, then all the maneuvers that Khan and Weidel did in the offseason – the Steelers are sitting in a really good position in mm-hmm. the AFC North. If Kenny Pickett is not the answer, they're back to square one because yeah. they have to find a capable franchise quarterback. So this year I was mainly wanting to see growth in that regard. So the offensive similarities to last year and the struggles and the inefficiency has been my greatest disappointment. And yeah, I see hope on the horizon that things can improve. And I see uh, a move or two at the trade deadline mm. on defense, especially for a number two corner that yeah. could change around the fortunes of the defense. And this team could be more of a legit contender. Uh, but as yeah. it is right now, and we said today, um, they could stay in it and keep, Tomlin's uh, record streak for non-losing seasons alive, uh, looking at the rest of the season, the, the schedule, but they're wasting an opportunity that they really needed to figure out, is Kenny Pickett the answer or not? Yeah, you, you kind of just push back the development for him a year yep. instead, of, <laughs> instead of improving his chances at developing by keeping the, the stability and consistency of coaching you've you've basically learned that you you're pushing it back a year so um yeah 100 agree with you there um i think the the simple fact of the matter is that we've seen it already and we know it's pretty sustainable for the steelers to win enough ball games to be in contention at the end of the year for a playoff spot specifically um i think even more so this year than maybe last year because i think the steelers for the most part, know how to win in their own division. Um, we haven't seen them play the Bengals yet, so that's the caveat right now is we, we don't know. That's the team that's been giving them trouble the last few years, um, more so than the Ravens and the Browns. But they've got the Ravens and the Browns solved, Shannon. I think right now the Steelers are should be the favorite whenever they play those two teams in the division until those two teams prove otherwise. I don't care how good the Ravens are. I don't care how good the Browns look. The Steelers win those ball games. They they come out and they beat their division rivals in those two towns. If they do the same thing against Cincinnati, then I think you're looking at a team that's going to be in the race for the division by the end of the year. And that's because they're going to win some of these games that they probably have no business winning. They're going to lose a couple of blowouts that you're like scratching your head and like, why do we even root for this team? Um, but hey, they're going to be in it at the end of the year. And 
that is the uh, it's like the ultimate frustration of Steelers fans is like, yeah, they're going to be in it, but they're not really one of those teams probably uh, to, to make a run when it gets to postseason time, when, when you've narrowed down now your field of, of competitors to the six other best teams in your conference and you're the seventh seed and you, you've got to go up to Buffalo or you've got to go up to Miami or, or Kansas city. If, if one, of, if they were to fall to second place and, and it's like, so you, you would not pick the Steelers in those types of situations, obviously. And it would take a miracle type performance for them to win in that type of scenario. That's the only scenario we have seen out of Pittsburgh for the last three or four years now. And that's the ultimate frustration. But is this Steeler way of winning in 2023 sustainable throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, I think it is. But it, it the, the point is, is that it's not good enough to be where Steelers fans want their team to be, which is, Super Bowl contention, a legitimate threat in the AFC. Um, so that kind of answers for me. My next question uh, for you here is, what is the ceiling then of this of this team? Like I said, I think it's playoffs, but not really one of those teams that you're like, oh, this is AFC championship material. If they're, if they're in that game, I won't be surprised. But let me get your opinion, um, Shannon. Do you what, – what is your ceiling for the Steelers – the way they're playing right now in 2023. If you remember 2017, mm-hmm. when Jacksonville kind of come out of nowhere and young roster, yeah, more defensive uh, oriented team than offense, but uh, Blake Bortles, you know, would make some plays here and there. They had a strong running game with Fournette and, uh, the offensive line jailed, and you know, every year there's one of those teams, yeah. and I can see the Steelers becoming one of those teams this year hmm. if they yeah. can uh, get on the same page. Like I said, the talent is there. There's the last couple of years because of COVID and the the cap uh, salary cap, you know, going down, and the Steelers didn't have depth. Uh, and, you know, the starters were okay in a lot of positions, but the depth was just not there. This year, I think they have much better depth. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned about T.J. Watt because people didn't notice Sunday. He did not look like T.J. Watt. The interception, mm. people's like, oh, that's a great play. It was. Play the game. But the rest of the game, he was not the same. He struggled getting off on the pass rush. He struggled to dip and bend under. When he did get an advantage on the tackle, and if you watched him, even on his interception return, my wife said, he's running gingerly. And then mm. it hit me, that heel injury. Yeah. And when people say heel injury, nine times out of ten, it's plantar fasciitis. Yeah. And if it is, anybody that's ever had it, it's extremely painful, it's debilitating, and you can get a shot to numb it before the game but then you don't have the same feel. So he switched sides. He flipped sides probably because it was more comfortable to actually rush from the other side. Cause I'm not sure which hill it was, mm-hmm. but it affected his ability to explode this year, Jeremy, they have depth mm. on the edge. And we saw Herbie do a great yeah. TJ Watt impression when he blew around the edge and got that sack. So fast. 
Yeah, so that's who he reminds you of in so many ways. This year, they're more prepared. So, moving forward, they need to use all their talent, Mm -hmm. all their depth, keep these guys fresh for a late-season push, get the young guys up to speed like a Nick Herbig, a Keanu Benton, all these guys, and then you're going to get Cam Hayward back. The defense should be even better, solidify the run defense, and I can see the offense uh, with having Pickens and DJ out there. They'd only had that for a half. Yes, yes. I guess the 49er team, that was much better than them. They were outmatched that game. But we've seen the difference that Deontay Johnson can make. Mm-hmm. And that will open up things and keep the safeties and keep teams from stacking the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, you can have more running room. It will make it'll help the offensive line. I see potential for things to improve, even if they are being held back a little bit with play calling and game planning. So yeah. um the ceiling, I would say, would be kind of like the Jaguars did that year. Uh make, you know, getting the playoffs, upset a team uh on the road, and then yeah. you know, give the whoever they eventually lose to, give them a good showing and which would bode well for the future, but we know what happened there. Right, yeah. Um, I would love to see that. I, I think a, a playoff win this season would be huge for Steeler yep. Nation. Um, I I guess the big question then at that point is, do the Steelers make the necessary changes that we all know that they need to make this offseason, if that is the case? So, um, you know, what do we want, Steeler Nation, <laughs> is, is I guess the question. We should have a show about that, um, Shannon. We should do a a question and answer show and say, what do we want for 2023 Steeler nation? What is goal number one? And just start prioritizing these things. Cause I think unfortunately for the majority of Steeler nation, priority number one, isn't win a super bowl, isn't win a playoff game. It's fi- fire Matt Canada. And no matter what that takes, let's do it. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Um, let me say this. I-, I think your point about Deontay Johnson only playing like a half for the Steelers until this last week. Oh boy. Is that huge? Yeah. What he does for the offense, the offense, yes, was stale for two and a half quarters, but we saw more good plays from them in the first half than we had in other first halves this season. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the Deontay Johnson effect. We saw George Pickens get open over the middle of the field and down the sideline and Kenny Pickett was able to hit him for some chunk plays. Things stalled out in the first half, whatever. We know that's going to be this team right now. But I think you're starting to see if this offense can get healthy. We got Pat Frymuth back on or on IR now, so that's not great. The Steelers' tight end room is, is a little shaky now because for some reason they don't want to try to get the ball to their massive interior beast. Well, that's a discussion for another time. But I think a big deal for the Steelers, maybe something that pushes that ceiling up is – health of the offensive playmakers. Um, I think the offensive line, there's no one player that is like a Jenga piece there, that if you lose them, then you're done on offensive line because I don't think any of them are playing to that level yet. Now, maybe Isaac Sayamalo gets there by the end of the season, um, and then if you lose him, that would be a huge deal. But really right now, any one of those players, if they go down for a game or two, you're not 
afraid that the Steelers offense is going to be worse than what they are. But I think yeah. you could say that about some of these skill position players. Um, if George Pickens goes down, I think that that messes up the Steelers offense a whole lot. We've already seen it with Deontay Johnson. I think Pat Fryer's injury is being under underplayed here. I think that he's a key cog for what the offense wants to do, especially with all of those guys together. So cross your fingers that these guys stay healthy, that Pat Frymuth comes back healthy. Maybe that does enough to raise the Steelers ceiling to the point where maybe they are a borderline AFC championship caliber squad if they play two games out of their minds in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Um, there's always that chance. I'm not giving up hope that the Steelers can put together some complete offense and defense performances this season. We, we saw it last year. And these guys are older, more experienced. Um, they they at times do look better than last year. So I'm not holding out, or I am holding out hope that maybe they get a chance here in the coming weeks to put together a, a complete game. And while we're on the subject, I think they're going to need one of those at home against Jacksonville in week eight if they want to win that game. And I it's at home, so you like their chances. Maybe they can build some stuff off of what they went over in the bye week and what they did in week seven here, and maybe they get that against Jacksonville. If they do, if they beat Jacksonville on Sunday, Shannon, does your how, how is your thought process for this team? And we'll kind of close with this thought. If they beat Jacksonville on Sunday, does that take you from, okay, this is an, an also-ran right now, to, okay, maybe – Actually, they're a little bit further ahead than we're really any of us giving them credit for. Or do you not see Jacksonville as quite that type of team yet? Yeah, I've, I've um, <coughs> excuse me. I am not a complete believer in Jacksonville yet. Sure. Um, I've always been a big Trevor Lawrence fan. Uh, they proved me wrong with Christian Kirk and and mm-hmm. Ingram and some of these guys they picked up, but I thought was reaches and they've developed a good rapport with Lawrence. Um, uh, eating in, I can't say his name, right. Um, ETN? the running back. <laughs> yes. Yep. He is, yep. uh, very fast and very talented. He can be a problem, especially mm-hmm. the way the Steelers red defense is. And with such a yes. slow secondary that concerns yes. me. Um, but defensively, I think you can move the ball on them. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't really concern me. They don't worry me on defense. So uh, I think that if the Steelers beat them, uh, it wouldn't shock me if it's another, uh, as you say, stealing a victory. Yeah. Uh, especially <laughs> with home field advantage. Uh, so it really won't move the needle that much for me one way or the other. Um, now, if they go out and have a complete game. Yeah. Uh, on offense and defense, I'll feel like they could be getting ready to get on a streak like they did last year after the bye and that they might be in danger of finding some rhythm. And if they can do that, they can be a dangerous team uh, to finish out the season that nobody's going to want to play. Absolutely. I, I like, I think that this Jacksonville defense, they're going to be tough to run against. They've been, uh, I think one of the top two or three run defenses in the league this year, but the secondary is suspect and you've got guys that can make plays if you're Pittsburgh. And then obviously your defense, this is the type of offense that does a lot of drop back passing 
that's the type of offense that the Steelers can kind of pin their ears back against. I think they match up well there. So I wouldn't be shocked with a win. Um, I do think of this Jacksonville Jaguars team as maybe one of the top four or five teams in the AFC. Um, so I maybe I feel a little bit better about the Steelers if they win this game and do so, like you're saying, in a, with a complete performance that has some convincing, we fixed a few things, um, you, you know, look to it in that game. So we will see. But Shannon, it's been a blast having you on the Steelers fix. Um, tell uh, our listeners here, um, typically myself and Andrew Wilbar, where they can find your work. I'm sure many of them are already familiar with you, but if, if there's anybody out there that does not know yet the name Shannon White and where to find them, tell us where so they can get more of your content. Well, obviously, uh, as a, a fellow colleague and a member of a Still Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network, um, I have two podcasts each week. Uh, Stiller's Hangover is on at, on Mondays at 5.30. And uh, so we I did that earlier today, me and Daniel J., my podcast partner. And then on Wednesday at 8.30, uh, we'll have um, – uh, pump your brakes podcast with me mm-hmm. and brother Tate and big G. And, uh, that's always a blast. Uh, we, we shoot from the hip and apologize later. And it's just a lot of, um, you know, straight stiller talk and, and we just have a blast and we have such great audiences and uh, for all yeah. of our podcasts here and, yes. and they're just such a faithful group and community and just appreciate all of them. And, and of course, now on Still Curtain Network, uh, we have the editorial side. So yeah. you can come and read our articles. And uh, I have a weekly article, the uh, Stiller's uh, Stock Report article that we'll be posting tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And then on Friday, I have random Stiller observations, which is basically just uh, things that need to be mentioned that th- doesn't necessarily warrant a complete article. So I just put all these random thoughts and put them in one article. So uh, it's uh, uh, anybody that likes to read uh, uh, various sports articles, because, of course, uh, Still Curtain Network, but fans first, we cover everything, baseball, basketball, football. So, but uh, yeah, you can catch my Still articles there. Good deal. Always good stuff from Shannon White. Thanks again for joining. If you want to see more from me, um, you can check out the Steelers Q&A that goes off on Saturday mornings right now during the regular season when the Steelers play on a Sunday. Check that one out live. Submit your questions, and I will answer those, hopefully with a guest most weeks. Um, and then you can also check out on Fans First Sports, um, not specifically Steelers. You can check out my fantasy football podcast, the Fantasy First Podcast, that every Tuesday and every Thursday, breaking down the waiver wire editions and DFS plays for the upcoming weekend and Thursday night football specifically. So check those out. If you're a fantasy footballer, you know where to go for all things fans first sports. That's going to do it for us here tonight on the Steelers Fix. We hope you have a great rest of your week and God bless.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.